Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. So the Jewish leaders, they, they begged Jesus to help this man. His servant was sick and dying. And um, so Jesus started out to go to the Roman centurion's home. And as he got closer, the, the Roman leader, he sent someone out and said, hey, I'm not even worthy of you coming to my home. Just say the word from where you're at, and I know that my servant will be healed. And Jesus was like, wow, that's great faith. And he said, your servant is healed at that moment. So here's what God is saying to you tonight. There are some of you here tonight that have loved ones that you are praying for, and you have a promise from God. Somebody who is not here tonight is going to get their breakthrough because Jesus is going to say the word. And from this place, there's no time or distance in the spirit. And here in this place, as you're believing that promise that you're believing for the person you're praying for, they're going to get their breakthrough. You're going to get your breakthrough, but they're going to get their breakthrough too. So all he has to do is say the word, and Jesus is the word. He's saying the word tonight for healing to happen. So yeah, you can expect that people who are not even here tonight are going to also get their answers from, from Jesus. All right. I need to open this because the title of my message tonight is called The Doors Open. Okay. That was going to be awkward because I thought it was locked. <laughs> but you all have keys, so <laughs> it'll be okay. You have the keys of the kingdom. The title of my message is The Door is Open. And I just want to jump right in because. I don't want this to be just little principles that we're talking about or just words that are said. I believe that the Holy Spirit is here uh, for demonstration of his power, that he's going to demonstrate his power among us tonight and his love for you. Revelation 3.8. Here's Jesus talking. He says, I know your deeds. See, I've placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Revelation 4.1. After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. See how the door is to the kingdom of heaven. And the voice I heard first speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here. So God is inviting you right now. He's saying, come up here, come deeper into my kingdom, come closer to me, and I will show you what must take place after this. 1 Corinthians 16, 9, there is a wide open door for a great and powerful work here, although many oppose me. All of these are talking about the door to the kingdom of heaven, the door to relationship, deeper relationship with Jesus. Let's pray a second. Father, I just come to you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we are expecting. We are expecting, Lord. You know what's on the hearts of every single person here. People who are here and people who are not here, Lord. You know our hearts cry. Like you spoke to me earlier today, you are answering the heart's cry of every single person here. Whether we've ever voiced it, to you or another person or not. So our hearts and our souls are wide open. Holy Spirit, have your way. 
we thank you that you're drawing us in. You're calling us closer and deeper into you, Lord. I'm trusting you, Holy Spirit, to plant your word in the hearts of every woman and let it bear fruit, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. So the door is open. The door is open. Look at all those verses again. Here in uh, Revelation 3.8, he says, I've placed before you an open door that no one can shut. Revelation 4.1, he says, there's a door standing open in heaven. 1 Corinthians 16.9, there's a wide open door for a great and powerful work here. The door is relationship with Jesus, like I said. And everyone is welcome. That's why the door is open. But not everyone knows it yet. Not everyone knows that they're welcome through that open door. If you don't know Jesus personally yet, the door is open for you to come into his family. And if you do know him, there's always another door. There's always more in God's kingdom. There's always another door to lead you deeper into the heart of God, deeper into relationship, another level of relationship, closeness with him, to bring you closer to God's heart. Matthew 27, 51. This is happening at the moment. Is this clicking? What can I, is it my earring? Pull it away from my face. Sorry, girls. Thank you for being patient with me. Technical difficulties. Is that going to be better? I just kind of turn it. No? Sorry. I should have muted it, shouldn't I? Is this okay? Too soft? Oh, my word. <laughs> okay. Hold up. It was, there was a, like, feedback or something happening. If I don't move. I move my cheek, cheeks? Can I still smile? Okay. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Give it up for the AV team. Props to you guys. Fixing all the problems, okay? My husband often says, yeah, Jesus had those problems too. Microphone problems. It was an issue, yes. Sometimes social media wasn't working. So, Matthew 27, 51. This is at the moment that Jesus was giving up his life on the cross. At that moment that he was giving up his life. The curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two. And let me just explain this curtain in the sanctuary of the temple a second. There was a place inside the temple called the holy place. And then there was a big thick curtain. And then there was a place called the, holy, the most holy place. Nobody was allowed in the most holy place because that's where God's presence dwelled. That's where his presence was. And only the high priest could go in one time a year to offer the blood of an animal to sacrifice to cover people's sins. But Jesus gave his life so that his blood could cover all of our sins once and for all. And therefore, at the moment that he gave his life, that curtain was torn to say, everybody now has access. Everybody has access to the presence of God, to the Father. Everyone has access. So, 
At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, rocks split apart, and tombs opened up. Look at all that shaking and breaking and awakening happening. Does it sound a little bit like the last couple years? Some shaking and some breaking and a lot of awakening, right? Has anybody felt it in your life, some shaking happening in your life, in your own soul? Yeah, all of us, I think. I've, uh, but don't, don't, don't be afraid of it, okay? Don't be afraid of it because anytime there's a God-induced shaking, he is opening something up for you. He's opening something up. The tombs opening up. At the time of Jesus' death, the tombs opening up means doors that you thought were closed forever are being shaken loose and opening up for you again. Things that you thought were dead and done and gone, God is opening that back up for you. So don't be afraid of a God-induced shaking. I've said this before, that 2021, in January, the Lord always gives me a word for the year, for God's people, for the year. And he said that 2021 was going to be a year of rescue and reward. And we have really seen over this last year how much rescue we really need, right? I'm not talking politically. I'm talking about in our souls. There's so much division and anger and hurt and bitterness and people taking sides, right? That's stuff in our souls, that we need rescue from, but Jesus is here to rescue us. He's here to rescue you and reward you with freedom. The reason that I'm using this door and the reason that it's red is because the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus opens the way for you to another level of closeness with him, to answer whatever it is that you have need of. But last year, maybe last year, a couple years ago, I had this vision in of a a hallway of doors, and you guys can see a picture of it, maybe in a moment on the screen, okay? Something like this, only this hallway in in the kingdom of heaven, it had no end. This one had, there's a door on the end, but it had no end. There were just doors, doors, doors on either side, and every door had a label on it. One of them said healing. One of them said provision. Another one said my kids' names. Another one said... uh, relationships, you know, restored relationships, whatever is needed is there in the kingdom of heaven. And you have the keys of the kingdom. You have access to everything in the kingdom. Every door is open to you. You have access. It's not just a nice little vision. It's not just a principle. It's a literal place. The kingdom of heaven has all things that you have need of. A door could, could say peace. I just need a little bit of peace in my life. There's a door that has peace there. You can go in and you can take what you have need of. You have authority to go in and use the resources of Jesus to do the works of Jesus in your daily life. And I'm going to show you that. So what is it that you need today? What is it that you're praying for? Because it's in one of those rooms in the kingdom. It's in through one of those doors, and you go in and get it. But sometimes you feel like the door's locked to you, don't you? You feel like, I don't know how to get through that door, or you can't even see it. Like maybe something's blocking your way. So tonight I'm going to show you how to find the door, that you really need, how to walk through the door, how to receive what is there for you, 
and then use what you receive to do the works of Jesus in your everyday life. So if you're taking notes, number one is learn to remove. Learn to remove. Because you have authority and you have access to the kingdom, but it's hard to believe everything that Jesus has for you or even get to that open door when the enemy's putting all these lies and obstacles in front of you, right? A lot of you know my testimony of how I was kidnapped and sexually assaulted when I was 19 years old, right? After that happened, the first door that I needed to go through was the door to relationship with Jesus. And I did, I said, Lord, you miraculously, you saved my life. The least I can do is give my life back to you. Jesus is the door to the Father. Remember how he tore the curtain in two so everyone can have access. He is the door. So giving your heart to Jesus brings you through the first door. But then I began to see all these other obstacles pop up in front of me within my relationship with God. Whenever hurt or trauma happens to you in life, the enemy will throw these at you. They're common to everybody. It's not just me. I'm going to use myself as an example. It's not just me, and it's not just you. You're not alone. Every human being struggles with these different things. And as I go through them, if you would just write down which ones the Holy Spirit's pointing out to you, that maybe you have something blocking the open door in front of you. Because these are obstacles that Jesus is supernaturally removing. This is your breakthrough. This is where you're going to get breakthrough, like Meg was talking about. Okay, so first of all, let me see which order these are in. Yeah. Jesus is standing here in front of the door, okay? He's waiting for you. He's just saying, I'm inviting you through the next open door, deeper into relationship into the answers to the prayers that you need, he's right here. He's going to walk through with you into a wide open space. Maybe you've been going through a lot of tight pressure, but he's going to bring you through. He's standing here, but maybe there are some obstacles in the way. So the first one I noticed after the rape, hurt. Is that common to every person? Is hurt. Yes. And what happened was I noticed that my heart began to, I wasn't just hurt, I began to feel bitter towards and angry towards the person who hurt me, right? Could be something big and traumatic for you, or it could be small things. Little small things uh, add up over time and become hurt and resentment. That's an obstacle in the way. If you let it stay there, it will keep you trapped. You won't be able to move forward. There's no peace until you forgive. So in my testimony, as many of you have heard, God taught me how to forgive. He taught me many, many things about forgiveness over the years, but he taught me to forgive the person who hurt me. And that's why I really love helping other people find freedom. Because he set me free and I, I know that he will do it for anyone. He will do it for anyone. Is there anyone here, you know that you need to forgive somebody? You don't have to raise your hand. You can if you want, but you don't have to. Just think about it. Next thing I noticed was fear. That's pretty obvious, right? Something scary happens and fear comes up. Fear takes a lot of, has a lot of different faces. Anxiety, worry, 
Anybody experiencing a little bit of anxiety or worry this past year? Okay, only one person? Literally, people, yes. I'm pretty sure because fear is rampant all over the world. We saw it raising up. It was always there, but we really saw it rising up with that pandemic, right? And ever since then, with everything coming from it. Everyone has this obstacle too. For me, I noticed fear, first of all, when I started running again, because I was kidnapped when I was jogging. So I, when I started running again, I started having panic attacks. And I started, uh, every time that I went through seasons of panic attacks in life, the Lord taught me a little bit more about getting free from fear and anxiety. He taught me how to use his word to come against the enemy, to come against fear and worry. For me, anxiety is usually about the fear of being unprotected. That makes a lot of sense, right? And maybe for you, it's something different. Maybe you have fear of rejection and abandonment. Maybe you have some fear of the unknown future. Maybe you have fear of not being loved or taken care of, and you feel all alone. But when fear gets a little foothold in one area, it will try to take over in every area. All of a sudden, you're anxious about your kids, you're anxious about your husband, you're anxious about your job, you're anxious about your finances. Every time that I learn to remove fear, like here's how Jesus will remove it for you, but I learned at my most anxious that when I just said, God, I have no idea how you're going to help me here. You know, all these responsibilities piling up and I feel like they're all on me. I have no idea how you're going to help me, but I desperately need your help and I trust you. I just let go of all my anxiety and fear and I trust you to take care of it. I don't know how you're going to. All of a sudden, the answers came that I couldn't see before. And people came to help that I didn't know would come. So I really just said, Lord, take this fear. Forgive me for making decisions out of fear. And that's what he did. Help started coming from different places. Now, I'm using these chairs just because they're easy to move. But these are all like mountains. And they're here in your soul. They're like walls. They're like walls. You can't even see the open door. You can't even see that there's a door open for you until these are removed. But I'm going to show you how. All fear leads to walls. In the Bible, this is called pride. But pride is such a churchy word. It's just human nature just means when you're hurt, you defend yourself and you put up some walls, right? We all do it. It's common to every person. Walls are something where I, because I was hurt and I was afraid of being unprotected, I then built my own walls to protect myself. We all do it. It's just trusting myself to protect myself more than I trust God to protect me. Fear leads to control of some kind. It leads to trying to escape from pain. Sometimes the escape becomes addictions because you're running from the pain and you just want to hide and build up, build up some walls. Maybe you find yourself trying to make somebody love you so you won't feel unloved again and a person becomes your addiction. That can be a wall to hide behind. It's really just... It's a trap again. It's really just self-protection. 
And then I didn't notice this one until much later because it's underneath all the other things. Shame. We all have this one too. It's deep down driving a lot of our life's decisions, driving a lot of what we do. Whenever there's abuse, there's trauma or rejection, the enemy starts lying to you. He says you're not good enough, you're damaged, you're broken, nobody will love you, you don't measure up, you'll always be rejected. And a lot of times this is generational, so maybe you've lived with it your entire life and you have no idea that you can be free. You can be free. Shame often compares to other people, can never meet people's expectations. So when I noticed this, I saw that I had been trying to prove myself so much because always feeling like I don't measure up. When trauma happens, you feel like you are something wrong. Whenever something is done to you, you feel like you, there's something wrong with you for this to have happened or for someone to treat you that way. So I started trying to prove myself. Perfectionism set in. Try to be perfect. Try to hide from that shame and insecurity. Try to make sure that everybody will accept me. That happens. And these are just mountains and they're heavy. They come in because of pain and hurt. But they're all lies of the enemy. And Jesus died to set you free from them to remove these obstacles so that you can move forward deeper into relationship with him and into freedom, freedom from that heaviness. If you can see these in yourself, in your own soul, and you could admit it and ask Jesus to take it, he will. He, that's the whole purpose he went to the cross, is take your sin and sin done to you the effects of your sin and the effects of sin done to you. Jesus did it. You don't have to figure it out and you do not have to do it yourself. So how do you remove these? Simply ask him to. Forgive me for letting these stay in my soul, Lord. Forgive me for believing these lies. I don't want these walls anymore. I don't want this heaviness. Jesus died to give you free access to all the open doors. And so at the end, we're gonna pray we're going to let Jesus remove these things from our soul so that you can see the door, go through the door, and receive everything that the kingdom has to offer to you. And that leads me to number two, learn to receive. Learn to receive. Now, I talked at, uh, spoke at a little church in Tustin a couple of weeks ago. Any of you here where I, where, that were at that event? A few of you? No. I don't see any hands. Oh, wow, because they got a little preview of this part. Okay. <laughs> so I don't, think, I don't think they're even here, so that's good. Um, learn to receive. Matthew 10, 8, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's about to send them out with his Holy Spirit and with his authority. And here's what he says. They've never done anything like this before, but Jesus is like, you have my Holy Spirit? You have my authority, you're ready. He said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. And I feel like we often in the church and as women often focus on the last part, freely give. Like it's something we have to do to be a good Christian. We women are so good at doing, doing, doing and giving, giving, giving of ourselves, aren't we? 
We love we, because we have a compassionate heart. You've got a compassionate heart. You're merciful. You're kind. You want to be there for people. People are going through a lot of hard things right now. Hard things. You are going through a lot of hard things right now. And yet you feel like, I just want to be there for my friend who's grieving. I've got to be there for my kids who are going through their stuff. I've got to be there for my coworker who's struggling, you know. And you're, you're giving, giving, giving of yourself until you're depleted and exhausted and you have nothing to give. And again, it is out of a good heart. It's a good heart. But Jesus is just telling us, just chill. Chill for a minute. Be still and know that he is God. Actually, just breathe. Find out that his resources are endless and limitless. There is nothing that he doesn't have already for you. Strength that you need, resources, grace that you need for each day, the help that you need to get through what you're going through, it's all in him and in his kingdom. So we got to learn to receive before we give it because you really can't give what you don't have. Let's look at that first part. Freely you have received. I feel really strongly that God wants his people to learn how to receive from him. It is the reason that Jesus went to the cross because we need to receive from him. We cannot do anything without him. We have to receive first. Any area that you're feeling weary, you feel all alone, you feel like you're doing this life by yourself, you feel like you're trying really hard but not seeing the results, you're tired of carrying everyone's burdens, that's exactly the area that Jesus wants you to receive, his supernatural help tonight to go through that door, to receive his help. I'm going to just show you a second. Go through the door because it's open with Jesus. You receive what it is that you have need of, and then you're able to give that to other people in your life. Right? Receive from his endless resources. We're going to get these out of the way first. <laughs> Jesus wants to be there for you. We're trying to be there for everybody else, but what... What about Jesus being there for you? What about receiving from him first? He wants to be your rescuer instead of you trying to fix things or rescue people. He wants to take care of you instead of you taking care of everybody around yourself except for you. He wants to heal your soul instead of you trying to figure out how to make yourself feel better. He wants to clean off all the hurt and the dirt and not you have to clean yourself up and fix yourself. Like when he washed the disciples' feet, he was going, Jesus was going around washing all the disciples' feet, and he got to Peter, and Peter's like, no, Lord, I should be washing your feet. You can't wash my feet. I'm not worthy of that. And Jesus was like, hey, if you don't let me wash your feet, you can't have any part of me in, your, in my kingdom. And really what he's saying is, if you don't let me serve you first, you can't have any part of me, of my kingdom. Receive from me first. Because he's like, I did everything for you. Otherwise, why would we need Jesus? Why would we need the cross? He did everything for you already. And letting him serve you 
it's truly, it's humbling. Because you have to admit that you don't have the resources in yourself to do what's in front of you. You have to admit that you need him. It's just like slowing down long enough to let him fill you up. And really, it's just the basic good news of the gospel. Jesus did everything for you. He did it all on the cross. You don't have to do it yourself. And receiving from Jesus literally means total surrender. I just take what you've given me, Lord. I surrender everything. I I don't have to do it. I'm not the answer. I'm not the fixer. I'm not the rescuer. You are. I I surrender. Total surrender. My life, I surrender my life. I surrender my kids. I surrender my marriage. I surrender my job, my future. I'm not the fixer, rescuer, or meeting all the expectations. Lord, I trust you to do it. The door is open to you. His resources are endless. And it seems too easy. Like, oh, really? Like, how does that really work in practical life when I've got people to take care of and dishes to do and paperwork piling up? When you get the obstacles out of the way, then he shows up. But remember, you can't even see that it's possible while you have obstacles in the way in your soul. He'll even multiply your time. Romans 8.32. Since he offered up his own son for us, will he not also give us all things? We've got to learn to receive from him. He wants to give you all things that you have need of. Your heart's cry, your heart's desire. He really does. You can't do it yourself. Ephesians 3.20. He will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power working in you. And the power working in you is the Holy Spirit. It is the love of the Father in you and for you first. That's why it's good news. You don't remove your own obstacles. He did it for you. Jesus does it all. He leads you through the open door. He freely gives you what you have need of. His blood purchased it for you. He already paid in full for anything that you could have need of. You guys shout it out and tell me, what are some of the things that Jesus' blood purchased for you, did for you? Freedom. Forgiveness. Love. Peace. Healing, mercy. Say that again. Sight. Ooh, being able to see like clarity. Okay. Somebody said something over here. Grace. Acceptance. So good. What else? Ah, draw us into his family. Adopt us into his family. We get to be part of the family of God. And like I said at the beginning, we get to be friends with God. If you feel like you don't have many friends, you can be friends with the almighty God. He wants to be a friend to you. All right, so all of these things, they could be things that you're longing for in your life. He has supplied that for you. His blood has done that for you. Confidence instead of shame. How about that? He's done that for you. Security instead of insecurity. If you feel insecure at all, he's provided security. Joy, hope for the hopeless. Peace for those who are anxious. 1 Corinthians 2.12, and we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so that we can know the wonderful things that he has freely given us. 
The Holy Spirit's basically saying, the door is wide open, it's all yours, everything, and I just want to tell you what it is that I provided for you, and I want you to go in and, and receive it, take it. Here's how to receive. This is the part you're all waiting for, right? How to receive. <laughs> we really need you, Jesus. How to walk through the door. It's really complicated. Believe. Believe what Jesus made available to you. Mark eleven twenty four. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you have received it, it will be yours. Now, this is not a prosperity gospel. This is the gospel. Anything that we could have need of is only found in Jesus. We have to receive from him first. If you feel like any door in the kingdom is closed to, to you, it might be there are just some obstacles in the way. And the key is Jesus will remove them just because he loves you. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do this yourself. It's just because he loves you. John 15, 9, Jesus said, I love each of you with the same love that the Father has for me. Wow. You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. That is amazing. Jesus loves us with the same love that the Father has for him. If you just think about that for a while, you could think about that all week and get so much revelation from that. Knowing you're loved unconditionally has already opened the door for you. It's already opened the door. When you know that he loves you and you can't do anything, you can't mess it up, then you know whatever he has is available to you. It's freely available. Once you learn how to receive then, let's take a look at the second part of Matthew 10, 8. Freely you have received, freely give. That's the third point is learn to release it to others. Anything that you receive from God, you are then able to release it to others and give it to other people. This is my favorite part. I love this. This is the whole purpose for the open door. It's not just for you, but it's for other people in your life. Other people who need to know the Father, they need to receive his abundance. They need his peace. The world is starving right now for a glimpse of the real Jesus, and you have the real Jesus. The world is starving right now to know that there is something available to them, and you are sitting there at his table, and there's place for everybody. You've got a circle of influence in your life. You have people that don't even know Jesus yet, and they need his peace, and they're stuck, and they're starving for something from Jesus. And you have the living water. You have the bread of life, and you can say, hey, there's a place at this table for you. The door is open to you. It's not just for me. It's for you too. You guys, we get to receive, but then we get to give. What a privilege. We get to partner with Almighty God on the earth to be his hands and his feet to see people through his eyes, to speak his words of encouragement and love to people who need him. When you receive something first from Jesus, you can confidently say to somebody else in your life, there's provision for you, there's peace for you, there's hope for you, there's healing for you because you received it already. You know, you know him that way. And you're like passionate about giving what he's given to you. Forgiveness. Because we've been forgiven. 
we can forgive, right? Anything that you've received from Jesus, you can give it. 1 Corinthians 16, 9, I want to read that again. There is a wide open door for a great and powerful work here, although many oppose me. Here is wherever you are in your daily life. A great and powerful work. He has already opened the door for you. A great and powerful work in your family, in your neighborhood, in your workplace, wherever you are in your daily life. There's a wide open door for a powerful work move of God because you're there and you carry the Holy Spirit. Matthew 10:1. Jesus had gathered his disciples and he imparted to them authority to cast out demons and to heal every sickness and every disease. He's giving you his authority. If you didn't know that before, you know it now. Tonight, just take this from his word to you. I'm imparting to you. Jesus is imparting to you his authority right now. He's saying, I'm giving it to you to, to cast out demons, to heal every sickness and every disease. If you've ever been supernaturally healed before, raise your hand. Lots of hands, lots of hands. Do you love to pray for other people to be healed? Yes, yes because you've experienced it. You love it and you're confident. You're confident he will do it for somebody else. Anybody received supernatural provision before? You had a need and God supplied it. Tons of hands. Do you love to pray for provision for other people? Yes, and you believe and know that he will do it because he did it for you. You received it from him first. How about you receive comfort in the middle of grief? Anybody? Yes. What a tender and amazing and awesome father. Do you love to help other people be comforted when they're grieving? Yes. The same goes for anything, any free gift, forgiveness, anything that you've received from God. And we are in a season right now where every single believer will do the works of Jesus. That means you. If you are willing, if you say yes to him, you receive something from him and you will be able to give that and release it to other people. Let's check out Matthew 25, 29 really quick and then we're gonna, we're gonna pray and get obstacles out of the way. To those who use well what they're given, even more will be given, and they'll have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will have to be taken away. This means the more you receive from Jesus, the more there is to give. In God's kingdom, nothing is ever depleted. When, you get, when you're pouring out to somebody in front of you, he pours more in. You're, there's never any lack there's never any lack. It's like the widow with the oil. There's a story in the Bible where there's a widow who had only a little bit of oil left, and she thought she and her son were going to starve. But she put all, God told her, bring a bunch of jars in front of you and start pouring your oil into the jars. And as long as there was another jar in front of her to pour into, the oil kept multiplying. Well, in your life, there are people in front of you. Instead of jars, there's people in front of you, and you are pouring the Holy Spirit, and you're pouring what you receive from God. You might feel like, I barely have anything to give, but when you start to give, he gives more. He's going to multiply what you have. Use what you've been given. Use what you're receiving. Even tonight, bless somebody else with something that you learned from God tonight, 
and you'll see that it begins to multiply. It matters that you know God is a multiplier. Nothing's ever depleted in his kingdom, and there is never any lack. In the world right now, we're seeing a lot of lack, and we're seeing a lot of, like, shortages of things, right, in the natural, but there is never a shortage in God's kingdom. There is never a need in his kingdom. So if there is physically someone who has a need because there are shortages in the world, you can supply that need because you can go in through the open door, receive that from God. He will literally provide provision for you if you have need. I mean, anybody ever gotten gas where you didn't think you would have enough gas for the week and he provided it somehow? Or even for groceries? Yes. He's going to do that more and more in our, li- in our daily lives and this is how more people are coming into the kingdom. They're going to find out what a good, good father we have. What a generous God. And he's always a multiplier. And it's how you're going to overflow with God's glory because you learned how to receive everything he made available to you. In the months ahead, I believe we need to be fully convinced of this. I have been hearing that God is developing a rock-solid confidence in his people, in who he is and what his word says. You've got to have this rock-solid confidence that everything is available to me. Jesus has already done it on the cross. He's already made it available I just have to go through the next open door and receive it from him. That rock-solid confidence is going to bring many, many people into the kingdom. So I mentioned earlier, all you got to do to go through the open door is just believe that he's freely given it to you. But again, it's hard to believe when all these obstacles are in the way. Like you want to, but you just can't. Like the dad that was bringing his son to Jesus, he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. I have a little bit of unbelief. I have doubt. I have some doubts. That's okay. That's just an obstacle in the way, right? Look at the words that you wrote down earlier. Fear, shame, walls, and hurt. And let's get those out of the way so we can go through the door. Can I have somebody to play keys? Please. We're going to pray. We're going to let Jesus remove our obstacles. Somebody's pointing her finger. There she is. (laughs) Thank you, Meg. When I was going, preparing this message, I got a word of knowledge that there's somebody, maybe multiple people here, feeling rejected or unloved in your marriage. I saw that even though your husband, he does want to love you, I saw you turning away because you've been hurt. Hi, I'll talk to you after, okay? We'll pray, I'll pray for you after. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I will I will give that word. Thank you. So there's a woman who's feeling rejected or unloved in your marriage, and because you have been hurt. When your husband does want to show you love, I see you turning away from him. But it's it's just the hurt that has put up walls, and it's okay. Jesus is going to take your walls down tonight so that you can first receive God's love for you. You have to receive God's love for you first. And then you'll receive your husband's love again. And uh, my sister just said, She's been through these walls 
with some desperation about trying to get pregnant. And she feels like, and I believe this is from the Lord, there's somebody in, the, in this room, you've been trying to go get pregnant and not able to. And all of these walls are in the way in your soul. And Jesus is gonna remove them and you're gonna receive the promise. You're gonna receive the, the thing that he promised, the baby that he promised you. So we're gonna pray all together, first of all. All right, close your eyes. Picture Jesus standing in front of an open door, ready to take you through there. And repeat this after me. Lord Jesus, forgive me for holding bitterness. I choose to forgive. Forgive me for living with fear and making decisions out of fear, controlling out of fear. Forgive me for believing lies of rejection and shame. Forgive me for building walls to protect myself, for trusting myself more than I trust you. I release fear and shame and my walls of self-protection. I choose to trust you, Lord. Now picture Jesus there. What is he doing with all that heavy stuff that you just gave him? The big obstacles and walls in front of you. It might be a mountain or a pile or a burden that's on your shoulders. What is he doing with it? because now you're about to go into his kingdom and receive something that you can't get on your own, where all the impossible needs are met so that you can give it to some other people in your life. Picture that open door behind Jesus and there's a label on the door. It's what you need most right now. Could be healing, creative ideas or wisdom, restored relationship provision. Picture yourself going through that door with Jesus. Keep your eyes closed and just picture this. You can use your imagination. It's okay. It's why he gave you your imagination. Because it's really happening in the spirit when you're picturing it. Go through the door with Jesus and let him give you what you have need of. And now just, this is very personal between you and Jesus. That's why we're doing this as a group. Every single one of you is seeing something different and receiving something different from Jesus. Now let's ask Jesus, how can we give that same blessing to somebody else? You will see miracles in your life as you receive and release to others. Lord, I just pray for every single person here. They are receiving what they have need of, Lord. The heart, their hearts cry. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. So I know for sure that you're gonna overflow with whatever it is that Jesus is providing for you. Blessings, gifts, as you receive it from him and then you release it to others. And I just really wanna start right now. I'm not gonna go around and pray for everybody who needs a miracle, but you girls are gonna pray for each other. Is there anyone who needs a miracle right now? In this room, who needs a miracle? See some hands. People who are near them, go 
lay hands on them. If you're sitting there, just you know, gather around them, lay hands on them. Keep your hands up. You need a miracle in your life, in your family. You know, like Jesus, you just went through that door in the kingdom to receive a miracle. He wants to do it for you. Now all together, we're gonna pray for those ones who have, who have a need. And maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you do need something. Over here, there's a hand raised, good. Gather around. We're gonna pray all together and we're gonna believe that he's doing it. Because again, it's nothing about you or your perfect prayer. It's gonna be Jesus. He already provided it for them. So Lord, in the name of Jesus, go ahead and use your own words, you guys, and pray over these people. Thank you, Lord, for the miracles that you want to do, Lord. Thank you that you love these ones. These are your daughters, Lord. They are your little girls, and you want to take care of them, Lord. You want to provide their every need, Lord, even if it is something humanly impossible, Lord. The humanly impossible thing, Lord. I just believe with my sisters for breakthrough tonight, for miracles, Lord. I believe there is nothing too hard for you, Jesus. I know, Jesus, that you are supplying hearts cry right now. You are supplying needs that no one can do on their own, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that you're removing walls with one touch, one word from your mouth, Lord. We don't have to take it down brick by brick or make it happen, Lord. You did it for us on the cross. Thank you, Jesus. You are supplying those needs. The one that's been wanting to have a baby, Lord, you are supplying that. You are showing her right now and confirming it to her, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that miracle of life. Thank you, Jesus, for restored relationships in this room. Thank you, Jesus, for healing there's physical healing taking place and there's emotional healing taking place. And like you told us at the beginning, Lord, people who aren't even here, Lord, are going to be healed and going to be set free just because we're praying for them. We pray for miracles, Lord, for those that we've been praying for in our lives and our family, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for breakthrough. Thank you, Lord, for salvation. For those ones who've been far away from you, Jesus, we believe salvation, Lord. We thank you, Lord that all of a sudden they come to their senses. We believe you already did it for them, Jesus, and nothing is too hard for you. So we give all the glory to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.